The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. UFO researchers have long steered clear of religion for good reasons. The last thing they want is to be thought of as cultists who worship UFOs, as many debunkers have claimed. As a result, much of UFO research in the past 50 or so years has centered on the use of scientific methods to document and quantify the many thousands of UFO sightings and encounters reported from the world over. However, some researchers and UFO experiencers have seen elements of the phenomenon as having religious and spiritual undertones. One of the issues that separates the two camps is the question of when UFOs first appeared on planet Earth. Is there good evidence that proves they have been here for thousands of years? Examine the evidence and decide for yourself during this scholarly approach by this week's guest, the author of the God Hypothesis, Extraterrestrial Life and Its Implications for Science and Religion. Greetings, I'm your host, Mel Fabregas at Veritas Radio. If you want to listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. I always love to hear from you. Tonight's special guest is Dr. Joe Lewis, who holds a PhD in journalism and mass communication from the University of Missouri and is a certified hypnotherapist. He was chairman of the Departments of Journalism and Mass Communication at the University of Texas at El Paso from 72 to 82. He served as assistant state director for the West Texas and Southern New Mexico for the Mutual UFO Network, MUFON, from 93 to 2000 and was a regular contributor to the MUFON Journal. He edited the Freedom of Information Digest at the University of Missouri and was a writer and editor of the U.S. Army Aviation Digest at Fort Rocker, Alabama. Additionally, he was awarded the Bronze Star and the Air Medal with Oak Leaf Clusters for his service as an Army Reconnaissance Pilot in the Republic of South Vietnam from 1967 to 68. Dr. Joe Lewis joins us directly from his hometown of El Paso, Texas, just a few hundred miles from me. Hello, Dr. Lewis, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for the call. I appreciate the opportunity to speak to your audience. My pleasure. And first of all, thank you for your service to our country. I appreciate that. Thank you. With your permission, by the way, may I call you Joe? Yes, that's fine. Thank you. With your permission, I want to read the dedication in your book, because I know it will resonate with many of our listeners. You say, quote, this book is dedicated to those who have experienced, quote unquote, alien encounters, and to those who have dedicated their lives to discovering the truth behind the UFO mystery. May God grant you the courage to face the truth when you find it, and the wisdom to know how to use it for the benefit of your fellow human beings, unquote. And I read that because a lot of our listeners, Joe, have gone through this, and to dedicate this to them, it's 
It's very important. But first of all, when and why did you begin to research the UFO topic and the alien phenomena? Well, I actually started in 1993 when I attended my first UFO conference. Uh, it uh, it was the Ozark Conference in um, Arkansas. Yeah. And I, I went to that conference uh, uh, as a result of a conversation I had over the phone with Linda Bolton Howe, a UFO researcher that I'm sure you're your uh, listeners oh, she's are, a good friend. are familiar with. Yeah. And uh, I had uh, been in contact with her and read her books and uh, seen the videos that she had produced. And I was very impressed. Uh, I liked the fact that she had a master's degree in uh, journalism from Stanford University, uh, very good credentials and very good researcher. So uh, I asked if there was a at some point where if she was going to be speaking, where I, I would go and, and meet her and listen to her speak. Uh, and what happened is she said that she would be speaking. Uh, it would be a few months uh, from then at, uh, at the Ozark Conference in, in Arkansas. And she said, why don't you go? And I, at that time, this was in 19, when I had this conversation, it was 1992, late 92. Uh, the conference was in April of 93. Uh, I was working at the time uh, as a financial advisor uh, for a large investment company. Uh, and I, I was um, a little concerned about uh, becoming involved in, in the UFO uh, area because um, I, I didn't think that my, my company uh, or my clients would be uh, too thrilled with that idea. But at the at the last minute, I decided to go to the conference, and um, just out of curiosity, I was just going to really just be a spectator, not get involved. Uh, and what happened was um, I had a kind of a chip on my shoulder because I didn't really understand the kind of people that went to UFO conferences. I, I really uh, had a low opinion of whatever a UFO conference was. Uh, it, it, it was um, I, I was ignorant, and also, you know, I had a PhD. I had been a college professor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, what happened was uh, that that chip got knocked off of my shoulder that weekend. Uh, and what did it was when I heard the keynote speaker, uh, someone that I had never heard of, and that was Dr. John Mack of Harvard yeah. University. And when he spoke. And he talked about having already uh, worked with over 100 experiencers. He called them abductees. Uh, I prefer experiencer. Uh, he uh, said that he had not found any signs of mental disorder. And really, that blew me away because he had the most amazing credentials you could ever imagine. And uh, it was that weekend that um, I, got, I realized that there were some really serious people that were involved in UFO research. And I decided to come back to El Paso, uh, start a chapter of MUFON, and see if there were people in El Paso that were having these experiences. And I wanted to verify uh, for myself what Dr. Mack and others uh, had been saying and writing about. And um, so I did. And, and that's another chapter in the story. So I'll let you go on from there. 
It's interesting that you left academia and then you were in the business world. I was in the business world before I started, and I still am, but I'm independent. If I were employed, I was employed by a Fortune 100 company for many years, I wouldn't be able to to do that today. With the advent of social media and the topics mm-hmm. that I discussed, there's no way I could do that. So in your case, you have a PhD from a fine university. You were a financial consultant, and yet you were becoming entrenched in the UFO world too. Did you feel yeah. any incongruity at all? How did you incorporate well, all these seemingly well, far-fetched ideas into your ordinary life? You know, I I was living in two different worlds at that point. I was uh, like Clark Kent and Superman. <laughs> right. Um, I, you know, by day, I was the mild-mannered financial advisor that everybody knew me as in, in my community. Uh, and by night and weekends, I was conducting uh, UFO research, but uh, spe- specifically, uh, I was working with uh, people who had had contact experience. And um, I, I was, I got so involved in that, I formed a team. Uh, and this is the way I think it should be done. Uh, after all, my background as a journalist and as a social scientist uh, caused me to, if I was going to get involved, I was going to do it in a very scientific way and in a way that would be above reproach. So what I did was I uh, put together a team of psychiatrists, uh, social workers, uh, uh, certified hypnotherapists, uh, and we began to, to see and interview and screen uh, a number of people who had had these experiences uh, who came to us as a result of uh, the fact that we had a MUFON chapter. And um, and I was amazed at how many people came to us. And El Paso is an unusual uh, place because we're on the Mexican border. So uh, we were getting – and we have a huge uh, air defense a base, Fort Bliss here. We aren't that far from Holloman Air Force Base, just a, a, about 80, 90 miles up the road. We've got White Sands Missile Range, uh, at, which is a very secretive place. Uh, so, and we were getting some really interesting cases uh, that um, uh, some of which I really couldn't even talk about or, or describe in my book. But what happened was that um, I, I I found it so intriguing that um, I was doing quite a bit of this work on the side and trying to keep a low pro- profile here um, in my community. I did that for you know uh, thir- I was at uh, oh, that was twenty years. Let's see, I started nine, yeah. So twenty for twenty years, I was living this double life. I really even just now talking to you. Uh, Tonight, I, I feel like I have escaped the the, uh, uh, the the magnetic field of corporate America because I retired almost four years ago, and uh, I can now be more forthcoming and not worried about who's going to hear this, um, you know, on your radio show if they're local, if they're El Pasoans or if they're former clients or even my former employers. At this point, I really don't care. But can you imagine uh, writing this book, uh, having it become public, uh, going to speak at conferences, uh, not just all over the the country, but also abroad, 
and and not having anybody know in my hometown what I was doing. That creates stress in your life, you know, and and I found that to be quite stressful. It reminds me of uh, the story of Doug, and you know him, I believe, uh, our good friend, Dr. Leo Sprinkle. He actually cried on my radio program when we discussed his story and how the university found out what he was doing and basically almost let him go. And it's it's very sad when these matters, all these people who are out there, and when you think of 50% of the population in the United States believes in extraterrestrial life and UFOs and all this, does that mean that we need to send them to a psychotherapist or do we need to take this more seriously and offer more guidance? Yeah, we we definitely need to change the paradigm. In fact, uh, you know, that's about that's the the uh, the gist of of the book is that we're in the middle of a paradigm shift in this country in a lot of ways. Um, and, and a lot of that has been brought about because of new discoveries in science, particularly in quantum physics, which we can talk about later. But, yeah, we do need to change the paradigm. Uh, people uh, really it, uh, the needle really has not moved much in terms of the percentages of people that believe that UFOs are real, uh, in spite of people like John Mack, who came forward. He wrote two books. He was very public. He almost got fired from Harvard University because of this. Uh, there's there's a danger out there. Uh, and I, uh, it, it's what I call uh, the alien heresy. In, in a few hundred years ago, if you were a heretic, you'd be burned at the stake, okay, uh, and tortured uh, before you were burned at the stake. Today, if you step outside the bounds of what's acceptable, uh, accepted reality, uh, fortunately, we're not burnt at the stake, but we are marginalized. You know, you can lose your job. Uh, just like what happened with Leo Sprinkle, yeah. what almost happened with with Dr. John Mack, uh, it, my good friend Bob Dean, who lives there in in, in uh, Arizona, yeah. uh, he lost a job uh, because he was speaking out publicly, uh, and 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 many others. Uh, I have I know a number of people who um, made the mistake of going to their preacher, their minister, or their priest to tell them about their experiences as abductees or uh, as or just contact well, people who would have contact. And the, the result was they were asked not to come back to their church. So this is a, a dangerous field to get involved in. And I felt that pressure uh, all the time that I was doing it. I was always in fear that I would lose my job, that I would be fired because, the you know, Research into UFOs does not go hand in hand with financial advice, giving people financial advice. Uh, it, interestingly, it never seemed to be a, a dilemma for me. It didn't. It didn't enter into my uh, uh, ad, the advice that I gave to clients. It was uh, I saw a very sharp delineation because um, the the fields are really quite separated, but. Nevertheless, it, you don't want to be made to uh, to be uh, out to be a kook, and and that's what ha- that's what happens to people in this field. And uh, so, uh, to to put it as concisely as I can, uh, it was um, 
it's a quite stressful thing to go public when you're involved in these things. I even warn experiencers that I work with, you know, they, they, they feel so liberated when they've uncovered the truth about their experiences through uh, hypnotic regression. And uh, they want to go out and, and tell everybody they're so happy. But I always caution them, look, you don't go telling people because they won't understand, they won't believe, uh, and uh, and you'll just be very disappointed. And that inevitably, that's what happens, even with family members. Well, it happens with every profession, but I think uh, pilots come to mind. I've met many pilots at UFO conferences, you know, former airline captains who were never able to, able to share their stories. And I even have a relative who's a key executive at a major airline who tells me that one of the things that pilots are not supposed to talk about is if they saw a UFO. Why? Because sure. if any any passenger hears that, they're going to think that the person is crazy and that's going to hurt the airline's reputation. But let's begin with the book. What is your definition of the God hypothesis? Well, the term the God hypothesis was coined by originally by a, a very interesting uh, man by the name of Barry Downing. Uh, Barry Downing uh, is a, a PhD. Uh, he has degrees in physics and divinity uh, and served as a Presbyterian minister for more than 40 years. Uh, in 1968 or 9, I forget exactly, he published a book called uh, The Bible and Flying Saucers. This is a book that I picked up at that first conference in 1993 at the vendor area, I thought it was kind of a silly um, title to tell you the truth, but I, I picked it up and started looking through it. And I saw his his biographical information. I thought, ooh, this guy, he's a very interesting person to write such a book. Uh, and then uh, also it turned out that Barry Downing was on the board of directors of MUFON, uh, had um, – lectured at MUFON conferences, the international conferences on on several occasions, and um, he was a consultant to MUFON on theological issues. Um, So I got the book, and I read it, and I thought, wow, how come I was raised as a Presbyterian uh, for most of my life, and I never saw UFOs in the Bible or flying saucers in the Bible, and I thought, when I read that book, I thought, well, you know, I just, no one ever pointed these things out to me. I was astonished at the, the um, how much the events in the Bible were about aerial phenomena and an unknown aerial phenomena that were always uh, interpreted by the people who experienced them as being either God or angels. And so that really got me interested in how the UFO phenomena relates to religion and, of course, science. Because uh, as I see it, it the, there's such a gap between science and religion, uh, and there just doesn't seem to be any way to get the two together. Uh, and and you wonder if they even should be together. My position is that they should, and if. I see science and religion as being on a, on a continuum with religion at one end and science at the other. And I see the UFO phenomena as being right in the middle. And what joins 
those two fields of, of interest, religion or theology and science, uh, is the UFO phenomenon. You find... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.